Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we are for another Grace Party, the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm the Cap, Mike Kapler, the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski with me. And uh, we've been talking about kind of our born identity, the identity that we've been born in uh, through God, uh, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, by the blood that was shed by him, by grace, through faith, not of ourselves. Nobody's going to boast here on what they've done. So some of these identifying, uh, some of these things that help identify who we already are, not who we're going to be in the sweet by and by, not who we're going to be after we leave this world, but who we've already been made to be as a new creation in Christ Jesus, as a partaker of the divine nature. We've been focusing on some of these um, identities that we already walk in and some of these truths and blessings that have been gifted to us that are already a part of our life, whether we realize it or not. And that that's what growing in grace is all about. I think Joel is, is coming to a greater realization of who we are in him and exactly what it is that that finished work of Jesus Christ uh, and what the cross and resurrection brought to us um, growing in our understanding of that, to me, is 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 what growing in grace is about. Yeah, I really like that what you said there, and I, you know, I these things are already true of us, whether we understand it or not, whether we believe it or not fully, uh, whether we feel it or not. The things that God has done for us, perfected us, made us righteous, sanctified us, forgiven us, uh, all of these things are true of us through the once-for-all sacrifice for Jesus. It's not true of us just because we feel it, that just because we feel that it's true. Or if we don't feel like it's true, like if I don't like feel forgiven, if I don't feel sanctified or righteous, whatever that means. That could mean something different for a lot of different people. Or if, if I don't perceive it to be to be true about myself, it's still true because it's not based on my feelings. The truth is not based on how I feel. The truth is based upon, as I mentioned last week, the solid rock of Jesus Christ, this foundation that we have that God himself has provided for us. See, uh, we could never do this for ourselves. Like when it comes to forgiveness, somehow, some way, we think that there's something that we've got to do. We, we've committed a terrible act, and now maybe we feel we have to do something to get back with God, to get right with God again. But our rightness with God, again, is dependent upon Jesus Christ, not upon what we do. Like you said, there's no boasting. We can't boast before God saying, look what I did to make myself right with you or to maintain this rightness that I have with you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Now also look at what I did. We can't do that with God. It's all based upon his promise to himself, the oath that God made to himself, the will that God had for Jesus Christ to become the ones for all sacrifice for sins. It's all based upon that, not based upon what we do, not based upon what we think, not based upon what we feel, not based upon asking for forgiveness over and over again. You know, uh, the forgiveness of God is not provided to us because we ask for it. 
It's provided to us because we believe. Jesus provided the once-for-all sacrifice, and when we believe, we receive what he has provided for us. All of these things—perfection, righteousness, sanctification, forgiveness, everything—comes to us in one package, the gift of God, not, uh, not through our works or feelings or anything that we can say or do. It's a beautiful thing. This is a place of rest for us. This is our Sabbath, Jesus. I mentioned last week we were talking a little bit from uh, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 10:18, key verse there, where there is forgiveness, there is no longer an offering for sin. Hebrews 9 compare you see the, the book there's just this book of contrast here with the book of Hebrews comparing the old way with the priests and the sacrificial system of the law versus the new high priest of, of Jesus Christ and the new covenant of grace that would take sin away. But it's something I kind of left off with last week in, in Hebrews 9 is that without the shedding of blood under the law, there was no forgiveness of sins. And again, the sin that they did receive forgiveness for was temporary. They always had to keep going back and seeking more. Uh, to your point from what you said earlier, Joel, they always had to go back and seek more, more animal sacrifices, more forgiveness, more priests, because the sins were only covered, not taken away. And yet with this high priest, Jesus, it was, it was quite different. Jesus did not, uh, Hebrews 9.25, Jesus did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth had to do. Uh, and and that was there was an annual there were annual sacrifices and there were daily sacrifices under the law. But if that had been necessary, Hebrews nine twenty six, um, using a modern translation here, if that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the the world began. But now, but now, once for all time, we're talking new covenant here. He has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And so Christ came, he offered one sacrifice, he removed sin, they were taken away. That's not how it was before the cross. Because God's not offering more forgiveness and that it was all completed at the sacrifice of Christ, there is no reason to keep going back and seeking more forgiveness. It's a little bit, I, I know we do it out of ignorance, but it's a little bit of a slap in the face toward the spirit of grace and the blood of Jesus when we do that, because we're asking for something that God declared is final. I'm thinking uh, when Paul was speaking to some Jewish people, Joel, back in, in Acts 13, I mean, these were people who were quite familiar with the law, and Paul is saying, he starts talking about David here for a little bit, how he died, uh, was laid among his fathers, underwent decay, his body did, but he, Jesus, whom God raised, did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and that through him everyone who believes is freed from all the things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. And so this had to be a, a, a real awakening for those who were there with an open heart to hear this. What Did you just say that forgiveness is proclaimed to us? As if this is a done deal. I'm telling you here, this is not something you have to continue to pursue through the, the works of the law, through the sacrificial system, through all these things. You no longer have to pursue righteousness through the works of the law. You no longer have to chase after forgiveness and seek more of it anymore. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm proclaiming forgiveness final 
through <laughs> through this work of Jesus Christ. Uh, mm. This had to be a, a defining moment for many of these people who I'm sure chose to believe as Paul encouraged them to do. I mean, I just stand in awe about about all of this because it's all based upon what he did. I mean, you were talking about how God removed sin. Now, sin was removed. Now, was that because I stopped sinning? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. It's all based upon the blood of Jesus. In, in him, in Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption when I stop sinning. No, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, not according to how well I perform, not according to how well I am able to stop sinning. We've talked many times. It's good to stop sinning. If you're doing something it's that's wrong, it's good to turn from that. We're not saying that just because we're forgiven by the blood of Jesus, then it, you, we just want you to go out and sin all you want. We're not saying that. People accuse us of saying that, but we're not saying that. But we are pointing out the fact that the solid foundation on which we stand is that the forgiveness of sins, our sins being removed from us, our sins being taken away, the redemption that we have in Christ Jesus is by his blood, not by our ability to stop sinning, not by our ability to do good. Colossians 1.14 also says, in whom, talking about his beloved son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He has made us alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, Colossians 2.13 says. All trespasses. That's everything from start to finish. <laughs> Every sin you've ever committed or ever will commit, all through the one sacrifice of Jesus. It's all been taken care of. That is good news. That's what the gospel is. That's a big part of what the gospel is anyway. Uh, of course, the gospel means that we have received the righteousness of God as a gift, but the, the full good news is that we have received perfection, righteousness, sanctification, justification, forgiveness of sins. All of these things are provided by somebody else, <laughs> not by us. We don't provide these things for God. We don't stop sinning enough for God to say, okay, all right, I, you've got, you've, you've done pretty well, uh, so now I'm going to forgive you. God doesn't change His feelings about us when we sin, and and this is a good thing. I've talked about this previously here, but um, I used to like when I messed up, I felt like God had maybe turned from me, or like a passage, a period of time had to go by, and then eventually I felt like maybe I was more forgiven, but like God had turned back to me. But it, it's that's not God. That's not how forgiveness works. It's based on the one act of Jesus Christ, not upon any act that we do, any way that we feel, any amount of time going by. Maybe a couple minutes left on this one. Anything else you want to talk about on this forgiveness issue? There's a lot. There's too much. There's a lot I want to talk about. Maybe we can go another <laughs> week, too. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm thinking to what Peter said in the first chapter of his second letter. And he's talking to to believers, um, reminding them of the things that belong to them as a partaker of the divine nature, faith, diligence, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. These things belonged to these people as part of who we are in Christ, as part of the new 
covenant package, if you will. And if you realize these things are yours, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this thing is about here, growing in, in the, the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he says this, he who lacks these things or doesn't understand that they have these things uh, is short-sighted, even to blindness. Because if you don't realize these things, and you've, and you will come to this place where you will have forgotten that he has cleansed you from your old sins. He who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So this is, again, something that's already occurred. It's something that's already happened. Uh, we can rest in this. We can be thankful for it. It doesn't inspire us to want to go out and do the wrong things just because we're forgiven now. This, the, growing in the knowledge of this, is going to help equip you to walk and, and be empowered by God's grace and to be able to see this manifested now from the inside out as, as we walk in Him. Yes. And so, you know, there's some other things that come to mind. So let's just do it next week. Um, what about the Lord's Prayer where Jesus says to pray, forgive us our trespasses? What about 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins? Let's, let's talk about some of that perhaps next week, right here as we continue talking about forgiveness and some of the foundational issues of our life in Christ, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.